They say that those who forget their history are condemned to repeat it. This is the History Lessons Podcast with certified financial planning practitioner Patrick Huey, author of History Lessons for the Modern Investor and your guide to financial wisdom in the past, present, and future. You ready? Good. Let's get historical. Historical, indeed. This is the History Lessons Podcast for the week of July 3rd, 2023. Hashtag it, HL, the number four, TMI. If you are a modern investor seeking some historical perspective these days, well, my friend, you are once again in the right place. This week, we are talking about great expectations and stoic warriors. But first, the news. Yep. In the news this week, we continue on last week's Charles Dickens theme, looking at the not so great expectations that the economy keeps outpacing. Last week, new orders for durable goods beat expectations handily, rising 1.7% for the month of May, while the forecast had been for them to decline. New home sales continued to surge in May, rising for a third consecutive month. Incomes rose 0.4% and are up 5.5% in the last year, a phenomenal number in most scenarios. But with inflation up, the real increase in spending power is more modest, about 1.6% the last year. Still better than expected. And finally, the last GDP revision for the first quarter showed a 2% annual rate of increase, up from a prior estimate of 1.3%. Where is that oft-foretold 2023 recession anyway? Well, when things are better than expected, that is usually a good thing for stock markets. Remember that. Things don't have to be good, just better than expected. And that is playing out through the first half of this year, at least amongst a narrow set of stocks, mostly big name tech and certainly not dividend producers. The expectations aren't that great, but better than expected seems to be more than good enough for right now. Next up, we'll charge the Wayback Machine and head back in time for this week's history lesson. But first, this word from our sponsor. Interest rates are rising. And your annuity, purchased in the last decade, might not be keeping up, which means your financial plan may be falling behind. So if you own a deferred annuity, fixed, indexed, or variable worth more than $250,000, now is the time to review it and make sure it is doing all that it can for you and your financial plan. Let us help you keep your retirement on track. Introducing Victory Independent Planning. VIP turns complex financial matters into clear and confident solutions so you can relax and enjoy retirement whenever it arrives. Get the annuity review kit now. This complimentary kit includes a variety of checklists, resources, and ebooks to review the fees, features, and flexibility, or lack thereof, in your current annuity contract. It will even help you assess your overall investment goals and the people who are offering you advice. Get the kit today, because you can't teach an old annuity new tricks. 
To learn how VIP can help you review your annuity, click on the link in the show notes or go to victoryindependentplanning.com slash annuity dash review. That's victoryindependentplanning.com slash annuity dash review. Sign up for peace of mind today. Alexa, charge the Wayback Machine and set it for the year 2005. Charging Wayback Machine. On July 5th, 2005, Rear Admiral James Bond Stockdale succumbs to Alzheimer's disease and dies at his home in Coronado, California. Stockdale is perhaps best known for spending seven years in the, tor- in the notorious Vietnamese POW camp, the Hanoi Hilton, and as the vice presidential candidate on Ross Perot's 1992 ticket. In a debate in 1992, he famously began with the questions, who am I and why am I here? A nod to his lifelong practice of stoicism and study of the philosopher Epictetus. Of course, no one got the illusion and his debate performance was roundly panned, but stoicism got him through seven years of intermittent torture and solitary confinement. And it also allowed him to take a bad television's appearance in stride. A member of the Naval Aviation Hall of Fame and a Medal of Honor awardee, Stockdale rests in the United States Naval Academy Cemetery. Stoicism is an ancient philosophy that emphasizes the development of inner peace, resilience, and a virtuous life through the practice of reason and self-control. Stockdale wrote a piece called The Warrior's Triad to introduce ancient Stoic principles to modern naval officers. The same Stoic principles can offer some valuable insights and lessons for investors. Here then is the investor's triad. Number one, focus on what you can control. Stoics believe that we should focus all of our energy and attention on things within our control and accept those that are not. In investing, this means focusing on factors like risk management, proper planning, which are under your direct control. This means it's actually quite important to know who you are and what you are doing here. Number two, practice prudent decision-making. Stoicism emphasizes making decisions based on reason, logic, and virtue. For the modern investor, this translates to conducting research, analyzing data, and making informed investment choices rather than following herd mentality or succumbing to impulsive behavior. The Stoics advocate emotional self-control and the development of inner resilience. Emotions like fear and greed can cloud your judgment, obviously, but with a clearer mind, it's easier to evaluate external circumstances. Stoics are able to identify the noise and then ignore it. And lastly, number three, embrace adversity and learn from it. Stoics view adversity as an opportunity for growth and for self-improvement. In investing, some losses and setbacks are inevitable. Rather than dwelling on those failures, Stoicism encourages learning from your mistakes, adopting new strategies, and using setbacks as opportunities to improve your knowledge base, your decision-making skills, and hopefully your finances. There you have it, the investor's triad. Now, these Stoic principles can serve as a guide for investors to navigate the complexities and uncertainties of financial markets or just life in general. And there is no debating that. 
Wayback Machine disengaged. Returning to the year 2023. Finally this week, it's on to the mailbag. You've got mail. Now, this note came through LinkedIn where I post this podcast weekly. And Megan messaged me there to ask, what characters from your book, History Lessons for the Modern Investor, would you invite to a dinner party and why? So here's what we're talking about. Uh, if you don't have a copy of the book, please run out and get one before you continue this. Uh, it'll make a lot more sense. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, the characters that I chose, well, first, I, let me back up. I, I had to go back and say, how many guests? Uh, and thanks to the internet, I now know that the maximum number recommended for a dinner party is eight, including the hosts. So assuming my wife is with me on this one, that leaves six spots. Uh, oh, and the article I read also says to pay attention to who sits next to whom because, and I'm quoting here, after all, there's no better place to spark a business or romantic partnership than a dinner party. Okay, see what happens. Uh, first up, uh, I would invite Ernest Hemingway and I would sit him next to Alexander the Great. I just imagine that they will start swapping war stories, trying to outdo one another, and then it'll devolve into a contest to see who can drink the other one under the table. Should, should be a lot of fun. Next up, I'd invite Hypatia of Alexandria, and I would sit her next to Ben Franklin. Both geniuses, and that's super cool, but my angle here is a lot less subtle. While Hypatia was a chaste and serious mind, Franklin was known as a bit of a rake and a dedicated humorist. Would romance flourish? Highly unlikely, but watching a founding father flounder in the pursuit would be a heck of a lot of fun. And then finally, I'd see Jerry Seinfeld next to the Babylonian king Hammurabi. Those Babylonians were known to be a dour bunch and not terribly talkative. So I'm thinking, hey, Seinfeld can add some levity. Hammurabi's code? What's the deal with that? You know, on second thought, my wife just may want to sit this one out. Well, my fellow historians, uh, that is all for this week. Check out my book, History Lessons for the Modern Investor. That's available on Amazon.com uh, for all the characters that didn't quite make the cut uh, from this week's mailbag. Finally, be sure to do all the social stuff, the liking, the sharing, the following, all of these things. We are available on Substack, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So pretty much wherever you get your pods, you can follow us. Until next week, when we'll take another rollicking romp through the past, and make an investment in your financial future with history lessons for the modern investor. See you next week.